Hey guys, how you doing this Sunday? This is our fourth upstream. I guess we've been around a month or so. Uh, how you guys doing today? What's up? What's up? I, I kind of feel like we're we're tailing off of the earnings call now. The news is starting to kind of slow down overall, but there's still some things to talk about. I mean, uh, right at the start of this week, I think it was on Sunday, pretty much last week, uh, there was an early hands-on review of the passport. I think that was posted up on Crack Theory. It was really interesting. There was short video clips and uh, a lot of the, you know, full write-up to go along with it, all the images. So, what did you guys think of it overall? Kind of um, what was expected, you know. Um, but I think that the one thing was the guy was definitely a Blackberry fanatic because a lot of the stuff he said was like, you know, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread, which I'm sure is going to be pretty awesome. But it was difficult to be like, get like a true two-sided argument, you know. I don't know. I don't know. In the write-up, he says, you know, like, I use iPhones. And he talked about all the iPhones he had. Yeah. So, and then, you know, at the same time, he's around, like, a lot of other people. And it seems, like, just in the audio from the video that he's kind of out in public settings where you're going to see a a range of different phones. And he seemed to be really excited to have that Mm hands-on. Yeah. It seems like a, it seems like a one night affair, you know. Here you can borrow it for like a couple hours and then give it back. Type of thing. Uh, what I was kind of surprised about was like one. Uh, it, it was you know we've seen the pic- live pictures of it and everything you know since the uh, earnings report calls and all that stuff. But um, like seeing it like in his hand, it was kind of like whoa, that device is really going to stick out, you know, amongst others in public. Like it's it's just going to be something like if you're just looking around, somebody has it and you're catching your peripheral, be like, the hell is that? And you look at it, it's like, and for that to not even be like the final, you know, uh, device or revision of the device, it looks great. So I can only imagine like what the final product is going to look like. I'm, I'm, I'm to see. Here's just here's a question for Lauren. I mean, on a device like the Passport with such a huge screen and that that cool keyboard, what what do you think is like that one killer aspect of the device? Is it going to be the screen or is it going to be the keyboard? I think it's going to be the keyboard just because, like, everybody knows that there's all these phones out there that are all touchscreen and they don't have, um, like, a great keyboard. Like, of course, there's all those third-party keyboards that you can install and whatnot, but, of course, other than BlackBerry 10, nobody really has a fantastic virtual keyboard. And I think that actually being able to have that physical keyboard is really going to be what sets it apart as opposed to... You know, everybody has a screen. Not saying that the screen's not fantastic, but I think the keyboard is going to be more of a eye catcher. Agree. It's it's just you know those three rows. It already looks so different than any kind of qwerty keyboard we've seen. So I, I definitely agree. The innovative you know gestures and touch sensitivity that it has atop that is just going to be awesome. And I think. It, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, sir. The thing that's really going to separate it apart is because you know how we we've, we've seen the tablet kind of craze go ahead, but no one, Samsung, no one else has even attempted, like, putting a keyboard on a tablet. And I think maybe BlackBerry with this device can kind of have that claim to fame of being, like, a keyboard tablet well, for people who want a tablet, but, you know, need a keyboard on it as well. Yeah. Just like a stamp on it. Yeah, right? It's just putting that little lineage, like, this is what we're known for, and this is why you're going to love it. I just watched recently, I rewatched the full interview of uh, John Chen's Recode session that he did a couple weeks back. And in the full, like, I think it was over 20 minutes, 
he goes in to talk and actually bring up the device coming in September, which we now know is the, the passport device. And he also mentions, you know, some potential medical verticals for the device, you know, being able to send uh, different like x-rays and MRI scans from the mobile to different uh, media sources, be it computers or other devices. So if, where do you guys see that going? Is this going to be something more enterprise-driven, or are we going to see it in the consumer light being marketed as BlackBerry's, you know, flagship? I think it'll take off in the enterprise. I mean, you know, just because the, you know, the medical field is – I mean, medical field alone is already enterprise, you know, getting along, uh, you know, working alongside with a lot of these hospitals, um, introducing them to the mobile technology side of things that will in turn, I think alone, further along down the road, will, you know, become more in touch with the consumers because it will be like a hands-on uh, type of uh, relationship with the doctors and the patients. Um, so we'll see that later in the future. I think right now it's definitely going to be more consumer-based. Because a lot of people don't know outside of just the whole mobile thing, a lot of uh, hospitals in you know certain states and cities and things of that nature are owned by a lot of these huge uh, medical companies. They own uh, you know all of these hospitals here in this area, and they're just named according to the area, so to speak. Um, I can give you, for example, like in Northern Virginia, you have uh, Nova Hospitals, and that's Northern Virginia hospitals. But you have like Fairfax, you have. Uh, offices in Springfield and along that line. So it's like that entire medical corporation, they own all of those. So BlackBerry could have a relationship with that hospital and say, hey, this is technology we're trying to introduce to you all, get you familiar with it, say in a year or two, begin introducing this uh, technology to your patients, the consumer side of things, away from the enterprise, and uh, really develop that relationship to where it's, you know, quick, easy, uh, convenient access. And, Uh, just out of curiosity, um, was it confirmed that's going to be a new device, or could they? It could just be the wording, and it could be an existing device like the passport. Mm -hmm. It definitely could be. I mean, it'd be smart of them to maybe perhaps tailor whatever you know final product they want to bring to that specific market. But yeah, it could be the passport for all we know. Yeah. For all we know, it could be more of a software play than anything else. Yeah, because that's what I. I kind of see it as being, I see the passport as being that big screen there with the keyboard. So it's good for efficiency, good for, for business, for doing work. It's also got the big screen for potentially, you know, seeing x-rays or other medical documents. Yep. yep. And it's crazy. Like, I mean, it has the MHL, I believe is the name of the cable type, which does a charging and HDMI for one port. And you can essentially connect adapters there and connect the different media sources. So that's going to be really cool to see and how they integrate kind of all of that together in this device. It's going to have Miracast. It's going to have MHL. Really going to be able to connect it up to quite a few different verticals. Yeah, and, like, when you think about it, like, the, the doctors, they might, they might not just be brought up a good point. They might not be using the device to actually view the pictures on the device. It might be a new thing where they connect it to those ports that they can have it in their office or something and see it on a big screen in high definition. Which that uh, like, will provide those opportunities. And then you can understand kind of like the cloud aspect that they want to bring in, you know, where I can go to the machine, the machine takes the images, puts them to the cloud, and I just pull out my handheld, show it to you, and connect it up to the monitor, you know? Exactly. A real seamless mobile-first mobile kind of experience, something yeah. that Viper is known for. And again, the security layers behind all of that. 
Right. And, you know, that, that, go, that goes further into, you know, Project Ion and, and what they're doing over on that side. I mean, aside from the passport, we've seen a couple other just tiny little strategic things going on. Uh, we saw that the Z30 actually got a price reduction along with the Z3 launch. So they're kind of like bringing the low, the high end down while introducing a new low end. So it's kind of interesting to see. They've done that through Flipkart, one of their online retailers uh, there in India. It's just cool to see that there's a little bit of a, a strategic shift there. They're trying to get these devices into more people's hands. Yeah. Yep. I, I think he's saying a lot in terms for BlackBerry, not just saying like we don't want, uh, you know, the lower emerging market, so to speak, to feel like we jer- we're just catering to you um, through price and giving you a low, you know, in uh, phone. So they're kind of like with them dropping the price on the Z30. Z, excuse me, Z30. It's a good thing. Uh, I think, um, of course. You guys know I feel like that's a good thing. But, um, no, I, I just think it's, it's a good thing in terms for those other countries um, to have a device of the caliber such as the Z30 and to get it at, you know, a great price. Um, it's only going to help just push the brand even more. Like I said, those are the countries that believe in the brand already. So, you know, they don't have to do much marketing there. You know, just coming with new devices and saying that, hey, it's available to you now, it's, it says enough for them. Which it's it's funny because the Z30 is technically like a year old now, and the specs for the Z30 are also like the screen is not that high resolution. People are kind of complaining. You actually see the pixels if you look close enough and everything. And for them to bring that price down, and it still competes with some of the new phones coming out now. With like they'll say they have three gigabytes of RAM, and this only has two gigabytes yet. It still runs better. I think that's great. Just drop the price. Get the Z30 in more people's hands, and they'll realize that BlackBerry 10 is a great operating system. It's a smart move with the uh, Z3 starting to be launched in uh, India. Some people might, you know, they might sell a lot of Z3s, and people will be like, oh, like, you know, it brings up all these people might get excited about BlackBerry, and people, when they like the Z3 or something, they may opt to go upgrade to a Z30 or something if they if they kind of want a bit more of a premium experience, and maybe the, the lowered price will, will definitely put in a lot more people's price bracket. Yeah. Just make it that much more attainable for those people who really want to go get one. And it seems right. that that's what BlackBerry is focused on, kind of getting at the customer at their level, you know, be it a 9900 pre-order or, you know, bringing the Z3 at a price that you can actually afford, you know, sub-300, you know, right in that $200 range. Yeah. Um, I, what I, yeah, go ahead, I was say, what I found kind of interesting is like you know Flipkart is kind of like India, uh, India's uh, version of Amazon, so to speak. It's, it's an Indian Amazon, um, but I know I, I just wondered like what kind of like based on the drop of Black uh, of the Z30, uh, you know, was there talks between you know them and BlackBerry and saying, hey, is it okay if we you know drop the device and could we essentially see that on other sites like Amazon stateside, you know, of a price reduction in and uh, the Z30s and things of that nature, like it just kind of makes me curious to wonder if that is something that could come about. That it really makes me wonder what their all-touch strategy is going to be. I mean, people already want a Z10 successor, and some people don't feel that that's the Z30. Some people want the same kind of smaller one-hand form factor. They don't want to, you know, go past five inches. So, do you think the forthcoming all-touch devices are going to be? larger than five inches or stay at the five inch mark that we have with the Z30? I think they're going to stay around uh, the five inch 
Mark, what I well, what I think in my own little world is that the Z3 is kind of hopefully it's going to open the gates, get people excited about BlackBerry again, and then within a year or something, when people you know have enjoyed their Z3 and they're looking to upgrade, they can purchase um, the new All Touch device, and they don't only have to sell it in you know like uh, developed markets. They can also maybe sell it in some emerging markets as well. Yeah. I, I agree with Brandon because I, I think like now the standard for smartphones, um, especially all touch devices, anywhere from like 4.2 to like 4.8. I think you're 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 starting to you're tapping the phablet market when you're going five inches or more. And you know, Chen says he said it himself that he wants to stick with the phablet devices. He thinks that you know BlackBerry, uh, you know, has a good uh, idea for that market, and you know, have ideas and, uh, you know, kind of in, in, in motion to go towards it. So I think they're going to stick definitely around the five-inch, maybe go a little bit more with the all-touch. Um, I just don't want them to, like, overdo it and, you know, have, like, a Galaxy Mega or something like that. Like, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Seven inches of Mega, like, <laughs> the size of your face. Yeah. It's like neck to forehead, like you have foam. <laughs> yeah. What about what about you, Lauren? Are you 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 seem you told us you were excited about the the classic device. Are you at least in the least bit interested about a, a Z10 successor? Um, I don't know. I mean, of course, I'm excited to see like what comes out, but I don't know. I'm just I'm just so ready to have a keyboard again. I'm just so obsessed with like the idea of having a keyboard that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I'll pay attention, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's really going to catch my attention, especially with my Z30. Well, spe- speaking of catching your attention, Lauren, I mean, <laughs> I, you had to have heard you had to have heard about this Volkswagen news. We think that, that was also over your shoulder. So, uh, oh, what really? <laughs> yeah. What's your What's your insight on the on the Volkswagen news that we've heard? I mean, I don't want to say like I called it or anything, but um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my presentation from last semester that I did, and apparently Volkswagen is hiring me now, so uh, <laughs> my email is open, but no, I'm so excited. I'm like, I'm ready. They got to put QNX in the newest Volkswagen, and that's my excuse to get a new car, so <laughs> I am just so excited to see like what they do with this and how they implement it. Of course, there's like so many other brands that are already implementing QNX and they're doing such a great job of it that I'm so excited to see my favorite technology brand and my favorite car brand come together. Like I'm just I'm so pumped! Oh my gosh! And come, and come together in a, in a very interesting way. I mean, instead of like laying those people off, BlackBerry said let's have a transfusion here with Volkswagen. AutoVision will, AutoVision will get what they need, and, and BlackBerry will get what they need as well. It was a very synergetic uh, combination. So for clarification purposes, from getting the context of what you were saying, Volkswagen does not currently run QNX in their vehicles, or some vehicles. Right. Okay. So this, this could be a potential kind of a gateway opening for QNX into those cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Especially their higher end. And, of course, um, for people who aren't as into Volkswagen, as into Volkswagen, like they own, you know, Audi, Bentley, Bugatti, Lamborghini, Porsche. Um, they own some British brands. So it's not only that it's like this kind of lip smaller car brand. It's this entire lineup of vehicles that they could be, could possibly be putting into 
like QNX would just go into all of them, and that's a super exciting idea. No, I mean, from from my perspective, QNX getting more proliferated into other vehicles is definitely going to be a big boon for them. And it's cool because they got to take BlackBerry's expertise already with connecting these, you know, smart devices, be it phones or tablets, into the vehicle. So you can imagine the kind of experiences they're going to create with that kind of inside uh, inside scoop, so to speak, on how the infotainment world was already moving. So yeah. you guys, you know, while we're over there in Europe, you know, <laughs> there was also some news about some top UK law firms that moved over to BlackBerry, and they, they put out two different videos, one for each firm. It was interesting to see because it was almost like a little uh, BlackBerry commercial in a way that came in at like under three minutes. Did you guys happen to see any of those or read into the press releases? No, I didn't get a chance. No, I didn't. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where one week we hear about that you know a company moving from BlackBerry over to iPhone, and then it's like the next week we hear this other big company is moving from iPhone and Android over to BlackBerry, and it kind of seems like I don't know, not too too interesting, but it's good to hear that you know people are still considering the move over to BlackBerry from iPhone and everything. Yeah. I don't know, didn't read too much into it. I think the key about this one is that uh, apparently these are some top UK law firms. So it just further solidifies what we already know, what everybody already knows, is that BlackBerry is top-in-class security. And, you know, it's being used by government and sensitive, you know, private sector jobs as well. For them, it was really about the, you know, the end-to-end solution that they have there. So they're not only, you know, using BlackBerry devices, but they're also using DEZ and utilizing the entire infrastructure to create one solution for their mobility. I mean, it definitely shows that they're, they're going after a very key and target market. You just got to continue to see more and more of that happening. Yeah. I think the U.K. is, you know, they're still one of those countries who uh, definitely believe in the brand. But not only that, I just I wonder if the uh, is Mobile Iron, the whole thing that they had over there, like I wonder if that had something to do with those law firms just, you know, okay, let's just stick with BlackBerry and, you know, not really going. Because I'm sure if they're, if they're top law firms in the U.K., I'm sure they've had relations with BlackBerry somewhere in the past. They've had to be on top for a long time. So, and I'm sure BlackBerry services have definitely been there for a while. So, I'm sure the relationship has been there, and they've just, you know, said, "Hey, we'll just rock with them." We're familiar with the relationships there already. They probably flew in some of the some lawyers in the UK to handle C threats back back when we were dealing with typos. But it's definitely interesting to see, you know, the kind of market that BlackBerry is going for, and it's just really interesting as well to see that they're choosing it beyond just the as infrastructure. They're actually choosing BlackBerry 10 devices, as you had mentioned. You know, it was just recently for uh, a company of there that were getting hacked running Mobile Iron and kind of taking over that their entire infrastructure. It's really interesting, again, to see BlackBerry's niche focus here and how they're working on that. So we also saw an application drop recently called Q Companion. Did any of you guys check out the application or see any reviews of it? Yeah, I, I did. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, of course, if you're a Philips uh, product um, user, it, it's, it's definitely a you know pretty handy device. I mean, uh, application, excuse me, um, that kind of complements not only, you know, the Philips product, but, you know, the BlackBerry 10 OS itself. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Something I might look into in the future. I'm familiar with, like, the product, like the Hues, uh, mm-hmm. light bulbs, and uh, 
I've seen it working on other devices. Unfortunately, I don't have any um, huge light bulbs to use it on. But what strikes me about um, this technology is it's, it's really cool that the developer did this. What I'd like to see overall with this type of technology, with home automation type of stuff, is that there isn't really a standard that every um, <clears throat> automated system uses in a home. There's like three or four different standards that people use. I just I wonder where what your guys' opinions are with home automation and how that might connect with QNX in the future. Let me let me jump right off the bat here because in watching this Recode interview, one of the uh, one of the interviewers comes at Chen and she's like, "Well, well is security does security really matter? I mean, my phone has to be secure, but does my house have to be secure?" And Chen like almost like laughs at the question and he's like, "Of course it has to be secure." He's like, in, "In a digital age where your house is connected to the internet, the locks, you know, the appliances, the lights, the you know, everything, the utilities." Everything going on in your house is connected to the internet. Imagine if a hacker could work their way in and lock you into your house. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Imagine the kind of right. ransom. You get an internal ransom note. <laughs> <laughs> What's that to your phone? Exactly. Like the opposite. Yeah. Like the opposite of the purge. And way <laughs> <laughs> less creepy than that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's like, of, of course, you know, home automation is going to be big. The question is, do we see QNX and Project Ion going after? the consumer side of that or like the data big bigger picture kind of back end support of that building the infrastructure or you know working hand in hand with the, the producers Ken in that interview I mentioned you know we sell to Audi we don't sell to the consumer we don't sell to the driver we sell to Audi mm. yeah. I think when it comes to home automations I think um, that's one thing that not just Blackberry with you know QNX I think any other companies, Apple or Google, anybody, are going to run into a lot of roadblocks with the federal government because now you're really getting involved with, uh, you know, people's personal lives when you're dealing with their home. So there's going to be a lot of regulations in terms that they're going to have to make sure they abide by, um, and it's going to really control how uh, home automation is going to work. So in the future, you're really going to have to kind of see how the, I mean, excuse me, how the government steps into it. Um, but in terms of, I think BlackBerry already has it figured out. I just think that as far as like Apple and Google and those other companies are concerned, it's just something that they know is uh, a venture that they're going to have to jump into relatively soon. So they're trying to like start kicking their feet already. Um, I don't really think they have anything solid underneath of them, if you ask me, though. It's kind of interesting because... This, you know, people don't really care too much about security until something happens to them. But then when you start dealing with home automation, the fact that, say, you can unlock your door with your phone and stuff, that becomes a point where BlackBerry actually makes a lot of sense because you want them to be, you know, rather than Google. Um, because a big problem that people are worrying about is, say, Google, what they want to do is get in everyone's home and then they want to collect data about you. They'd make it free, which is awesome, but people don't feel very good about personal life Google. Like, if there's a camera in there and they're watching you, like, you can do some cool stuff, but it just makes you feel uncomfortable. So BlackBerry definitely has the advantage where security is the most important thing to them. They don't want to be collecting the data on you. It's more so here, buy this, and it's useful. Yeah, making sure that data isn't compromised. It's like the exact opposite of what Google kind of wants to do. And, yeah. and it's interesting because, you know, as Darius said, there's going to be regulatory, uh, you know, parts coming into this that are going to slow down, you know, control and 
going to guide the growth of these industries. The security just seems like one of those things that's you know, fundamental at the base of all of this uh, innovation, that security has to come hand in hand with it. It, it makes you wonder, and, and I, I'm directing this at you, Lauren, what kind of safety things would you see for the vehicle that QNX and BlackBerry can offer that you would find of actual value as a driver? I think um, as far as, like, the vehicles go, I think kind of like maintenance because, of course, this is going to be a newer car. Um, so it's like a newer feature. You basically just want to know, like, is there something wrong with your car? When do you need to, like, do anything to maintain it? Like, if you need to do an oil change, if you need to come in for a recall, like, I think that's a great way that Volkswagen could say, hey, you need to come in, you're, like, due for an oil change, your car is at, whatever, 10,000 miles, you need to come change your brakes, like, whatever they need to do to update that. And then as far as, like, there's so many cars out there now that have um, the type of technology where, like, they stop for you if a, car, if a car, like, slams on their brakes in front of you or they tell you not to merge into another lane if there's a car in your blind spot, like, just all those things, making sure that you're as safe as you can be, that your car is, like, up to date and that your car is going to keep you on the road longer. Um, and especially with, like, Volkswagen, that's their biggest thing is that, like, oh, our, all of our cars are, like, at 100,000 miles and, like, look at this, look how long our cars last. So I think just making sure that, like, of course, not only are drivers safe, but, like, the cars are equally as safe. I, I want to go off of that because um, I was watching – is this show called Nathan for you and what he does is he kind of like goes into businesses and he does a ridiculous thing to try and help them out at the end of the day the business is kind of like thanks he's a very awkward guy but what he did in the last episode was he went into an auto place and he said what we're going to do is we're going to hook up you up to a lie detector test so when you go and look at their cars the person can be like you know, so how are my brakes? And they have to honestly say your brakes are good or they're 10%. You should really get a change. Because people worry about you go to a mechanic and you don't know if they're telling you to change your brakes. You don't yep. know if you really need to or not. And the price they give you, you don't know if it's really fair and all of that. So it's like if your car is telling you, hey, the brakes are really at 10%, you go to a mechanic feeling a lot better that you're not going to get ripped off. So if my car told me what was wrong with it before I went in, yep. that'd be, I think that would a lot of uh, peace of mind for, for me, the consumer, the user. Yeah, and it's funny because now, like, that's a, it, you're right, that's definitely where this is going. But right now, like, cars, they have a computer on board, and, like, all the mechanic does is plug into that computer. Well, I, I think I'm generalizing. Mechanics do a lot more. <laughs> and for, for initial diagnostics, it, mm-hmm. they go in and plug into the computer, and it gives them the uh, code, yeah. an initial code on what's wrong, right? So now you have yeah. to bring a car in first, so you want yeah. like car to tell you that you have to go in as opposed exactly. to exactly. Like, oh, yeah. Five thousand miles ago. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, I, I kind of want to caveat off Lauren as, as well. Like the, if you think about it, it there is endless possibilities and. Uh, you know, just ideas that can happen with, you know, the whole Phoenix Volkswagen situation. But what would be really dope is, uh, as you were saying, Lauren, with like these recalls, there's a lot of recalls going on in vehicles and this happened a lot more often, especially, uh, like recently Chevrolet has had with, uh, the Camaros and Chevy Cobalts, like the emissions, uh, will just get stuck and they'll turn back and it locks the wheels up. So if the first thing you do is you turn on your car and then there's this alert, Almost like if you have the B Weather app and there's a severe weather um, alert, it'll 
it'll, you know, hit your phone almost like an Amber Alert. You turn on your vehicle and let you know, like, if you have, like, specifically your uh, your vehicle or model that has that recall to say, hey, you need to go to the nearest, nearest uh, Volkswagen dealership to get that fixed. That would be very dope, you know. Um, another thing that would be cool is just with messaging. Uh, you know, I think that's the biggest issue, and I think that that's something BlackBerry would love to say. We're the first to eliminate the whole text and while driving thing, and uh, you know, being able to really implement that into vehicles, so you can just not only read and hear and reply to your messages. Um, just the convenience of that in the vehicle, I think, is a huge uh, thing that is on their mind and they really want to get that out to consumers like as soon as possible. Oh yeah. So we do have Marco in here. I'm wondering if we, I guess we'll hold off on, on those. I can always click over there as a, we're going through this, but <laughs> definitely a good conversation. Blackberry took over the, um, excuse me, Volkswagen took over Blackberry's European R&D center in both in Germany. And as a part of that movement, it's 200 different employees were actually transferred over to AutoVision, which is a Volkswagen AG subsidiary. So definitely some cool news there. Um, a smart way to kind of cut some of those employees out. You know, that's an expense for BlackBerry one way or another. And this way, those people still have their jobs and they get a nice seamless transition over to yeah. you know, doing essentially the same yeah. things they were doing. You know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it's also in, in, the eye, in the public eye. It also, you know, everybody knows BlackBerry has to cut off employees and knows that you know it's running a tough game in term in terms of how much money it's spending on operations and whatnot and this is kind of like a feel-good story saying you know like technically they're not working for blackberry anymore but blackberry you know kind of hooked them up with volkswagen so it's not like they're going to have to find an entirely you know different job doing a different thing they're essentially doing a very similar type of job just for volkswagen instead of blackberry Mm -hmm. um, they, they they didn't write them off, and that's yeah. that's really the, the the huge part of what of what what we can get from that story. A lot of people, and by people I mean media, and by media I mean the big ones who don't even you know really read the news. They they read the headline. A lot of them were writing BlackBerry has sold QNX to Volkswagen. You know, a lot of them took it took it way more you know seriously than it actually was. They didn't go into it and look. So I saw some of those reports, and I was like, this needs to be, like, clarified. Right. <laughs> you know, right. What's actually going on? So that's why I reached out to BlackBerry for a, a statement. They gave us the cut and dry, you know, this is what it is. And it, yeah. that's what, uh, they also told us that they're centralizing their QNX development over in Ottawa. So hmm. it seems like it's kind of bringing all of that more closer to headquarters. Yeah, and, and I think that's just showing uh, them kind of, utilizing the space that they already have, you know, with this uh, selling of a bunch of the old buildings and things in the nature that they had. But I think also with the whole, you know, um, Volkswagen uh, acquisition from BlackBerry with uh, those people, it, it, I think there were talks prior to, and they were already saying, hey, you know, we know that this is what people want. So why not get people that are already experienced in it, already have like, you know, are 10 steps ahead of the competition, and bring them in, you know, like, let's just go over to them. And especially when you have a company like BlackBerry who they hate to let their employees go, but they know it's something they have to do. So BlackBerry is like, you know what, that is great with us because, yes, you are setting up, you know, our former employees in a good position to continue to do what they love 
And not only do that, and like Brandon said, now they're just doing it for another company. And they're going to be able to get it to the forefront a lot more faster because you're working with the, you know, automakers themselves. So that, that, that's cool. I love it. So when we when we focus on, like, the automotive side of this, I mean, there's really, it, that's just such a small piece here, you know? Mm-hmm. When we look at, I guess, what the Internet of Things can be for BlackBerry and where they can potentially take it, I mean, right now it seems like automotive and healthcare seem to be, like, the primary focus for at least right now. With, you know, kind of moving in, we've heard well some new news about Nant Health and BlackBerry connected healthcare cloud over in India. What do you, what do you guys think about that? I and mean, what do you think the potential kind of connections could be for the two organizations? I don't really have much to say on healthcare, but in terms of automotive, it's a smart decision because automotive is is for a lot of people, especially in, in developed markets, the automotive is that thing that kind of connects people between different areas of where they're going. Obviously, there's people who use public transit, other means of transportation, but for a great a great chunk of population, uh, at least in North America and other developed countries, um, they use the car as kind of a connector between their home and their work. So if they get established in that kind of connector space between the two areas, it might lead to further connections in the home, further connections in not just public health facilities, but other uh, business facilities as well. Yeah, I think what we're going to start seeing is like, I think what BlackBerry wants to do is if you think about the amount of traffic that uses uh, public transportation, metros, uh, in like subways, buses, cabs, whatever, if you you automatically have that technology readily available to you every step of your day, now you really can see how the Internet of Things are going to work. From the moment you leave your home to the moment you get to work and every in, everywhere in between, if you have that technology, you know, readily available to you, that's really going to change in terms of not just your productivity but your lifestyle. So BlackBerry essentially is looking at it from a much larger picture, not just trying to be innovative. They're looking at it in terms of an everyday living type of situation. Um, and that makes you think, what are the other companies thinking about? You know, I think they're just onto a lot of different things with Google Glass and uh, Google having the, uh, I don't know what the exact name of the program is, but the cars that can drive themselves. But, uh, you know, Apple also dwelling now into, you know, with the uh, car playing things that make them like. I, that's why I don't feel like a lot of those other companies have any solid foundation. BlackBerry's really thought this thing through, and the Internet of Things is that foundation of what they're trying to really get across to people. So, would you guys say that if we look at the Internet of Things as a whole, that we'll see BlackBerry kind of parlay over and get some of those consumer crowds, you know? I mean, I've seen some BlackBerry patents of different speaker concepts and things like that. I mean, this is just a recent one that a design intern in the U.K. sent me uh, just as an update. It's just an NFC speaker, a bigger version of the gateway that we already know, but as you can see here, really quite quite a bit bigger. So you think about the connected home and how all of these different, you know, connected devices can work together. NFC and Bluetooth, along with, you know, a powerful cloud backend, really offers a lot of potential to users. So when you guys, again, think about BlackBerry as a consumer brand here, and an enterprise, you know, company, do you guys think that they can actually succeed in 
I guess, playing both sides of that fence? Or do you think rather they're going to focus on the enterprise? They're trying to balance it, um, and, and, but they have to find the balance first. Uh, and it's just like, you know, their focus is on enterprise, but they know they can't focus too much on the enterprise because they're just starting to kind of get a little traction back into the consumer side of things. So um, they definitely have to find that balance and definitely get more uh, juxtaposed with the consumer side and trying to get products that are appealing yet um, continue to provide that security because that's the, at the end of the day for BlackBerry security is their balance because that's what they provide across the board for both sides. Um, that's a big move for them. I personally, my, my view on like uh, speakers and, and these other peripherals, uh, I think like for instance, the, the, the BlackBerry peripherals that they have, like the mini speaker, they're really cool, they're really nice. The only thing is, is that like, I just don't see a need like in, in terms of speakers and Bluetooth peripherals, I, don't, I just don't see a need for BlackBerry to have to spend time designing and doing that stuff, totally especially when there's like ample amounts of third-party companies that that produce that type of stuff. I mean, the, the thing that, that BlackBerry has is they have the, the fan base that would actually buy the BlackBerry speaker over you know, a different company simply because they love BlackBerry so much. But realistically, they're probably making pennies on the dollar compared to what they'd be making doing other stuff. They shouldn't invest that much time on making Bluetooth speakers because I'm sure they're not ahead of the game in the technology for that anyways. And mm -hmm. I don't know. Definitely cool when they come out, but... This is the thing. I mean, we've seen them partner with Amazon. We've seen them partner with Nantel. Who's to say they can't partner with someone like JBL? Who does audio for the vehicle and consumer products? I mean, that would be it's dope. All, yes, it's picking smart partners and working to build. Again, you want to build a unified base. I'm wondering, is it going to be more of an enterprise-driven focus, at least short term, or are we going to see them dabble in deals like the Amazon one, where they are addressing their consumers? I think they will, just for um, the relationships are going to strengthen amongst them and other companies to give them the leverage to get back into really competing against, you know. Google and Apple, um, but I don't really think they're going to make any moves, you know, like Brandon was saying, making <laughs> and things of that nature just yet. They don't, honestly, they don't need to spend the money on it. When it comes to speakers and what have you, there's really a monopol um, monopolization with that, and that's with, you know, Beats. Beats have kind of taken over that whole realm right now, so if you're going to come with a product, one, it better be able to compete with it in terms of its uh, sound quality and build overall. Um, and you got to be able to shop it around. You don't, they don't want to just put out these great products on just shopblackberry.com. I mean, you got to further, you know what I'm saying, uh, go into your venture with Amazon and say, give us a little piece of the pie over here. You know, give us a little link to draw that traffic over here, look at these simple products or, you know, something of that nature, what have you. I just think that right now would be a dumb thing for them to spend money, but could we see it? Yeah, we could. It's just going to take a bit to get there. It's it's kind of funny that, uh, James, you mentioned the Amazon deal is a consumer play, but at the same time, it might not really be a total consumer play. Um, for instance, my uncle, he has... Uh, a company iPhone they gave him 
And as much as he doesn't really care about absent games, there's some things that he likes to have. And I think at the end of the day, the company, you know, if everyone's complaining, you know, my BlackBerry sucks because now I need to carry two phones with me if I want these games, if they have, like, legacy OS, then I think that this Amazon deal is also to try and stop the people complaining um, in enterprise. So that could just be the all-in-all solution. I think it's definitely a consumer play, um, but it's also a very big enterprise play at the same time. So realistically, BlackBerry might not be, con- you know, focusing on consumer like at all right now at this moment. I think native app development, that's a consumer play, and they're they're pushing off on that right now. You know, you bring up a good point, and it's like the consumer play they do have is in these less developed markets where com- competing is a lot easier, you know, at least on a broader range. So I, I think you bring up a good point that, you know, I, you know just looking at the, the U.K. video from the, the top law firms, as he's sliding through his, his device, you see Solitaire and other yeah. games as well. So you're definitely right that they're, they're trying to satiate the customer, period. So, so we do have Marco here of Twitter Mobile. He's put out some lovely uh, renders of the past couple of days on his Twitter and you know, kind of gotten all over the place. Showed up first a white render of the Passport device that he had done. He's got some other images here that he wants to share with us. So I'll let him take it over. It's <laughs> just so big. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we'll need to zoom this out a bit. <laughs> Is it locking on his screen, or? I think he's using a, uh, a like a web uh, a splitter <laughs> to like to split the output so we can see it here. Much anticipation. Oh, <laughs> the top left corner. <laughs> <laughs> we want more. We want more. <laughs> Marcos, Marcos in the group like so sexy. It's just a tease. <laughs> all, all right, that's all we get to see. If right. the next Blackberry's corner looks like that, I'm getting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dead corner is one meal. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Marcos like, okay, guys, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it on Alex's screen. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Marco says to stay tuned to Barry Flow. That supposedly we'll be seeing it there later on. <laughs> maybe there was technical difficulties. Maybe there wasn't. Plan. Exactly. You'll never know. Anyway, guys, I appreciate having your time this Sunday so we could chit-chat about our favorite fruit. You guys have a great rest of your day, all right? All right. Thank you. Till next time, guys.